Amen. Amen. So, uh, you know, I am what it says I am. You know, you, you know what, 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 what hurts us is that a lot of us don't know what it, the Bible, says about us. You know, uh, I can do what it says I can do. Well, what does it say you can do? You know, uh, I, I, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to believe God. Well, you got you to get that word. And let me tell you what God's word has the power to do. It's, it has the power to change things. And, you know, what, can, what, what could God's word in your circumstance, in your situation, what could God's word change? Everything. Hello, somebody. Everything. God's word has the power to change everything in your situation. Look at somebody close to you and say, you could use it. Uh, you know, it, it's God's process, and it's how God works. Uh, it, you know, if, if you go back and, and, and read from Genesis and go through the creation process, it's his process. You know, he decided what he wanted. He decided uh, uh, where he wanted to come from. He spoke to what he wanted to come from. What he spoke came out of what he spoke to. What he spoke had to remain attached to what he spoke to in order to survive. It, it, it's his process. God speaks, and what he speaks comes out of what he's speaking to. And, and, and his word, I mean, think about it. His word is just changing everything. He, he, he looks at the darkness, and he says, light, and the lights come on. You know, he, he looks at situations of brokenness, and he says, be whole, and wholeness produces. And, and, you know, death itself, life, and resurrection pops up. We're, we're talking about the ability to make incredible changes. And God's word on the inside of you, you, you know, James said, if you, if you can receive it, if you can receive the engrafted word of God, it has the power to change the way you think, to change the way you feel, to change the choices you make. That's your soul. It has the power to save your soul. Man, you, you know, a lot of times we're wanting God to change all kinds of stuff around us. God's desire is to change us and then use us in the very situation that we're in to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Man, you, you've been called, anointed, equipped by God to live a life that absolutely humiliates hell. And, but how do, how do I tap into that? Where, where do I find the power for that? It's all about the Word of God. Hebrews said that his word is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it has the ability to, to, to divide soul and spirit and, and, and to separate, you know. Uh, man, I'm telling you, God's word can change everything in your world. Everything. You, you know, you do not have the right to complain about that which you're willing to permit. And there's a lot of stuff going on in our, in our lives, in our homes, in our business, in, in, our, in our society that we like to voice our opinion about. But if, if you're not going to engage yourself in an issue, your opinion means nothing. You do not have the right to have an opinion about something which you are not going to participate with. Some of you have an opinion about your life. You don't even participate with that. You're on the sidelines, and, and, and your prayer life is like, like, get, like God's a short-order cook. <laughs> You're giving him instructions. Let me tell you something about your prayer life. What you have to say is not that important. What he has to say really, really is. 
and, and, and his word coming alive on the inside of you, you, you know, empowers you and, and it positions you and, and it's everything. You, you know what? You don't need a new house. You need a fresh word. You don't need a new spouse. You need a fresh word. You don't need more money. You need more word. God's word is your answer. Hello, somebody. And, and, and then when, when it starts coming, you know, because we, we always try to get people to stay in the word long enough that it starts talking back. You know, get on a verse and, and meditate it until it starts speaking to you. You know, and you actually start hearing stuff. Now, I'm not talking about voices. I'm talking about, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the inner voice, the still small voice of the Lord. The, 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 you know, because you're training, you're training your ear to hear, even under pressure. You know, and, and that's what we're learning is that God wants to take us through situations and teach us how to hear him. And, and, and let us know that, hey, there have been moments, you know, isn't it funny that anytime, anytime we get a sense and, 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 you know, don't do that or do this and you do it and it works out, how we take credit for it? And then anything that happens in life that's bad, we like blame the devil, right? We, we take credit for the good and we blame the devil for the bad, right? And, and uh, you remember the scripture that says, ascribe greatness unto God. Ascribe greatness is, is an interesting phrase because it means anything great, cast the blame on. That's what ascribe is to cast the blame. God said, blame me for the great things in your life. Blame me. Do you realize that when you're blaming the devil for the bad things, you're ascribing greatness to the enemy? I think a lot of people are aware of God but impressed with the devil. And you need to be impressed with God and aware of the devil. If, if, if we could hear God, what, what, would happen, what would happen if you could hear God about your, about your business? If you could hear God about your family? If you could hear God talk to you concerning your finances, concerning your health, concerning the decisions you're making? What would happen if we could hear God? Let me tell you what would happen. If all of those areas where you're hearing God, they'd, they'd begin to get better. You begin to live a life that was, that, that was amazing because you'd have insight, direction, understanding, discernment. Even in moments, even in moments, man, I've experienced moments, and I think there's other people in the room who can, who can testify that we've experienced moments where we didn't know what we were doing, but we knew, but we knew what to do. You know, and it's just, hey, God showed up, and we knew what to do. How'd you know that? I don't know. God, you know, I don't know. And, and the result was phenomenal. You know, we're sitting in a building. This is the result of God speaking to us and us saying, okay, we'll do that. Let's go. You know, drove up one day and, and, and had a cup of coffee in the, in the parking lot because and, and, I didn't want to go back to the office. Had no idea I had already come back to the office. Hello? You know, God, God, and God just begins to speak. Just don't, don't ask me for the patio. Ask me for the building. And, and at that moment, everything, everything changed. And God's wanting the ability and the freedom to, to, to speak to you. And I'm here today to tell you that God's talking to you. God's talking to you. And that's where your strength is at. Man, you, you have an insane advantage over your opponent. God's on your side. The Bible says, if God be for us, who gives a flying flip? That's my translation. Who's against us? 
right? He's speaking to you. Sometimes he's speaking to you, and you don't realize it. You don't, you, you, you don't know it. You, you, you didn't, you know, we didn't slow down. We, we didn't, we weren't, you know, we, we weren't aware of his voice at that moment. And, but, you know, I want you to know, you're not the only guy. You're not the only gal that's, that's had God speak, and you didn't realize it. Look at this in Matthew chapter 16. Jesus is with his, with his gang, and he, and he brings up a question. Hey, who, who, who do men say that I am? And, and they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist, and some say you're Elijah, and some say you're Jeremiah, you're a prophet. And he stopped them, and he says, well, okay, that's who they say. Whom do you say that I am? And Peter, you know, Peter just jumps up, and he says, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And look, look at the next verse. It says, and Jesus answered him. Well, uh, you know, in order to, to answer, there's got to be a question. So, so you got you to you kind of picture this right because, you know, what, you know, whom do you say I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Oops. Did I, I just said that out loud. I did, that just came out of me. And Jesus answered because, he, he, you know, Pete didn't make a statement. It was more of a question. And Jesus answers the question. And he says, look at this, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood. Didn't reveal that to you. James didn't tell you that. John didn't tell you that. But my Father, which is in heaven, he just spoke that in you, through you. And notice what he says there. He says, blessed. How many of you know that it's God's will to bless you? Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have towards you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you a future. Sounds like blessed to me. You know what the word blessed means? It means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. You know what God wants to do in your life? He wants to position you to win and succeed no matter what you're going through. He, he wants to give you the ability to win and succeed. Well, if that's what God wants, I'm in. Hello? I want God's will for my life. If that's the will of God, and I'm here today to tell you, I can prove it. I can, I, we can spend hours if you want to. It's okay. I, I, I feel like I have an extra one. <laughs> yeah, I just feel that way. I feel like we launched early. We might as well stay late. I, I can prove this to you that God's will for your life. You know, it, it, Paul wrote in, in, in Romans 12, he said, he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove that the will of God, and I love the Amplified, he said, prove to yourself that the will of God is good. You know what you need? You know, man, you ain't got to prove to the world that God's will is good. You got to get it proven to you, and then you'll be living in the will of God, and good will be happening, and you'll be a magnet, and there'll be metal filings. They'll be attracted to that. God's will for your life is good. God's will for your life is perfect. That means that you ain't going to miss out. The devil's a liar. He tells you if you go after God's way that you're going to miss out on things that you desire and things that would make you happy. He's lying to you. God's will, you got to get this. God's will for my life is perfect. I ain't going to miss nothing. God's will for my life is acceptable. And, 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 and you know, the good part is awesome. The, the perfect part is fantastic. The acceptable part, wait a minute. The acceptable, two words put together make one word, the ability to accept. You, God will give you the ability to accept his will because sometimes his will, even though it's good and even though it, you ain't going to lack nothing, it ain't always easy. It's challenging. Hello, somebody. 
I mean, it's God's will. I mean, think about some of the stuff that, that, that we know in the Word of God, you know, uh, that, that God tells us to do because God's Word, see, uncovers His ways, and His ways cause a collision with His will. If you're not going to live God's way, don't even worry about His will. You ain't going to have God's will outside of God's ways. And, and in order to live God's ways, you gotta, you got to live according to his word. And think about some of the word that we know that's not necessarily easy. How about this one? Love thy neighbor. That might be easy for you, but what if you live next door to me? You know, what, if, what if you got crazy, you know, Eddie over there? And, or, you, you know, what if you got, you know, Betty Bucketmouth, and you're supposed to love your neighbor? Well, that's his will, and he gives you the ability to accept it. His will for your life is to bless you. Well, how does God bless? Oh, he gives us money. He, he opens doors of opportunity. He, 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 he gives us a house. He, he makes the children obey. He, he keeps me on the diet. That's how he blesses me. He, he, okay, those might be the end result, but the, how does God bless? If it, well, if you were to go to Bible school or jump in a seminary or something, and, and they'd start teaching you the Bible, and, and they teach you a thing called the law of first mention. The law of first mention. And how it works is you go in the book, when you find a topic that you want to know about, and you want to make sure that this is how it works, you go to the very first place it's mentioned, and you follow it through the book. And if that's how it continues to go, then now you know how God does a thing, because that's what he does every single day. Time. I am the Lord God, I change not. So how does God bless? Well, it's easy to figure it out because you just go to Genesis 1, and by the time you get to verse 27, you, you, you got your answer. Genesis 1, 27, and it says, and God decided, hey, let's make man in our image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Look at verse 28. And God blessed them and said. How does God bless? He speaks. When God's going to bless you, his word's going to be spoken to you. It's going to come up on the inside of you. And that's what, that, that's what uh, uh, you know, that's what Peter was saying. You know, it was the word that came up on the inside of him. And Jesus said, blessed. Blessed. That ain't your word. That's God's word. God just spoke to you. That come up on the inside of you. Guess what, buddy? You are positioned now. His word's going to position you. Look, look what he says. Bless our, now, Simon of Arjuna, for flesh and blood. That ain't, that ain't where you got it, but you got it from my Father in heaven. Look at verse 18. This is cool. And I say unto thee that now, this is where, this is where this, he gets his name change. You're no longer Simon. You're Peter. Peter means a fragment of rock. He said, you know what? You're like a chip off the old block. Man, that word came up on the inside of you, and, and now you're Peter. And upon this rock, this is, what, this is where the church is going to get its strength. That revelation knowledge you just experienced, that's where the house is going to get its strength. That's where the body of Christ gets its strength. Because every time you receive a word from God, you're, you're positioned again. Every time you got a word that, that comes alive on the inside of you, 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 are, you are empowered by that word. That word doesn't just describe what to do. It gives you the power to do it. And, and he said, and this is how we're going to build the church. And, everybody say and. and. I love the ands of the Bible. Because here's what's cool is, is, is God, God, God blessed him. And 
made him prosper. And it's just not enough to just stop there. God gets a little out of control sometimes with the ends. Jesus is like, oh my gosh, you know what? That was revelation. And you're, you're, you're not a reed that can be bent anymore, Simon. That's what Simon means. You're not a reed that can be bent, but you're like a rock because that word's going to give you strength. And that's the strength that God's going to use to, to bring stability to his people and to his body. And that's what the church is going to be built on. And, and, I'm, I'm, and the gates of hell won't be able to stop you now. Oh, come on, somebody. Hell, hell, hell won't, won't, won't have any, any strength or any power over you. Let me tell you something. You cannot stop a man who's heard from God. You, you get a word from God, I don't care what anybody else says. When you know, my Lord, the Spirit of God just said to me. Now, I got to tell you something. Sitting on that patio out there, and God said, ask me for the building. It was on. It wasn't some just weird random thought. No, 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 I recognize that voice. And we were on the phone. 45 minutes later, we're walking through here checking out our new church. You get a word from God, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Oh, you know what? He ain't even done. Look at verse 19. And it's like Jesus is like losing it. Can you see this? I think some people, they read the Bible and they think it's boring. The Bible's not boring. You are. I mean, Jesus is like, oh, my God. And I'm, we can't even stop there. Not only will hell not be able to stop you, and it's going to give you keys. And those keys are going to open stuff you couldn't open. And it's going to lock stuff you couldn't lock. And, and because you're hearing God, you, you, you know what? You're going to start binding stuff on earth. And it's going to be bound up all the way to heaven. You're going to start loosing stuff on earth. It's going to be loosed all the way from heaven. You're going to be able to go into your house, and, and there's going to be chaos. And you're going to go, hey, wait a minute. I got a key. Not in my house. And you're going to lock that up. And you're going to say, hey, there ain't no peace over here. And you're going to take that key. And you're going to open up the door and say, peace, come on in. And all the way from heaven to your house is peace. Why? Because you can hear God. Well, I'm kind of afraid of people who hear from God. Idiots. I mean, buy the lie. You know what's weird to me is that people that, that will mock you for hearing God listen to the devil all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm from the country. Revelations 3.20. Well, that hearing God thing, that's Old Testament. Revelations, end of the book. Behold, that means stop, focus, and make sure you see this correctly. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice. Well, who can hear God's voice? Any man. I thought the preacher's job. <laughs> you know preachers, they don't work. <laughs> if any man, don't I just tell you right there, any man can hear God. And ladies, that don't put you off the hook. Because the word man there comes from the word human. Human's two words put together to make one word. Humus, dirt, man, spirit. You are a spirit who possesses a body. 
or who lives in a body, possesses a soul. Your spirit, you can hear God. I said, you can hear God. He said, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I'm coming in. Oh, think about it. You are at the threshold of God's participation in your situation. Any man at any time can open the door. How do I open the door? You do what he said. If any man hear my voice and open the door, how do, how do I get the, He's given you the key. He just told, you know, he just said, hey, this is, this is the deal. This is how God's going to strengthen you. This is how God's going to position you to win and succeed. And, and, and hell won't be able to stop you. You want to know why? Because hell keeps putting up doors and locking them. But I'm going to give you the keys to walk up to a locked door and open it up and say, heaven, come on in. I feel like praying for you and going and opening up some doors. Yeah, get you out of here so I can have some fun. And I'm just like, man, God speaks, and God is speaking. And, 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 and you know what? He's speaking all the time. Look at somebody say, all the time. This is, this is how he does it. This is how he rolls. This is his, this is his thing. And when, and when he speaks, he speaks his word. And his word defines his way. And his way puts me on a collision course with his will. Man, I just need to train my brain. You know, because I need to believe God wants to speak to me. And I need you to believe that God wants to speak to you. You, you got to believe it. You, you got to, you, you know, why? Because this is how the kingdom of God operates. Everything operates by faith. Now you you, you got to have faith. God wants to talk to me. If you, if, if you don't have faith for that, you won't be listening. You won't hear it. You won't recognize it. But you got to have faith. Man, God wants to talk to me. And it's by faith. Listen, in Ephesians 2, it says we're saved by faith. Acts 26 says we're sanctified by faith. Romans 5 says we're justified by faith. Galatians 2 says we walk and conduct our life according to faith. Ephesians 6 says we even use faith as a shield to protect us from the fiery darts of the wicked one. Philippians 3 says those righteousness that we have, it's not our own. It's by faith. Colossians 2, 7 says I'm rooted and built up in faith. Man, I got to get my roots in faith. I got to be built up in my faith. Matthew 17 says that faith causes the impossible to be made possible. Acts 3 says that healing comes through faith. James 5.16 says we pray the prayer of faith. 1 John 5 says it's the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Romans 14 says anything that's not of faith, that's a sin. And Hebrews 11 says that without faith, you can't please God. So i got to believe that God's wanting to speak to me. Man, I gotta, I gotta open the door for his participation in my situation. I, 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 I want us to say this together. I don't want you to scare your neighbor. I, I want them to think, my God, he got born again. Okay, I want you, I want you to say this with me, and, and I'm gonna say it, and you repeat it, and you just do it with everything you got. Say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord for, your for your word that comes from the outside. But I also also want to hear your voice voice. 
speaking inside me. I want to come to the place where my life is ruled and directed by the inner voice of your spirit. Father God, open my ears. Make me a good hearer of your word. Enable me to begin to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Moment by moment, step by step, 24 hours a day. I want to be a person who walks and talks with Jesus. Now give him a hand and thank him for it. My God. Man, there's just something in this thing that you, you know how dangerous you're going to be when you recognize the voice of God. Things that used to distract you. You know, all a distraction is is an intrusion upon the mind intended to create confusion. The enemy will, you know, he'll, he'll shake you around, you know, he'll, he's an agitator. And to be agitated means to be shaken and so, that, and so that things can be separated. What's he trying to do? He's trying to separate you from the word that God's speaking to you. And so you, you, got, you got to understand that, man, this is by faith. I got to believe that God is speaking to me. And, and, and I got to know the word of God because there's going to come second thoughts and there's going to be mind storms and there's going to be challenges. And the only thing, the only thing that has the power to sink my faith is the second thought. Remember when, remember when Peter was walking on the water and he began to sink and Jesus gets him back to the boat and, and wherefore, does thou doubt? Oh, ye of little faith. Little, the word little there is puny in duration, not puny in stature. You had a short burst of faith. Why did you doubt? The word doubt is second thought. You had a burst of faith. Why would you even give it a second thought, dude? And he wasn't putting him down. He's just educating him. Man, you, that, that first thought, man, it came, it came from a word because thoughts always come from words. See, because you receive the word, and it has the ability to change the way you think. Because thoughts are birthed from words. And God wants to give you words that are impregnated with his thoughts. Because his thoughts have the ability to, to change, you know, the way you feel. You want to feel better? Think better. You know, and, and your feelings, what do they do? Well, they make your choices for you. And those choices, they determine your actions. And those actions, they, they, they develop your, you, you know, your habits. And, and your habits defines your, your character. And your character ties you to an end result. And, and the enemy sees the end result. And he knows what he has to do is separate you from the word that produced that thought that has you feeling that way. Because you're starting to make those choices. And you're building those habits. And you're going to have this character. And it's going to tie you to that end. So i got to separate you from that word. How do I do it? i gotta, I got to give you a different thought. Well, the Word of God, see, will empower you to stand against that second thought. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, and then you go home. And you open the front door, and you're going, must be the wrong house. I don't know what's going on in there, but that ain't peaceful. Well, I guess God's Word isn't true. No, He's empowered you to produce peace in the midst of that chaos. The enemy's saying, you can't. They're crazy. I'm just repeating things that the enemy said to me when I got to my house. They're all nuts. <laughs> Hard to argue. Okay. Um, God's word's going to position you. And you got to understand, it's by faith. 
It's by faith. And you got to understand, hey, man, because, you know, okay, when, when's God going to start talking? 2,000-some years ago. At the beginning, he spoke, and he's still speaking. You know, it's kind of like, you know, think about, uh, this bringing it down a notch, kind of, but it's, you know, you think about TV and radio and the waves that are going through the air, you know. And, and, and it's always there, but you gotta, you got to get dialed in. You got to get tuned in. You know, think about it this way. When you're praying, that's the transmitter. But when you're hearing, that's the receiver. It really helps, number one, if the receiver is turned on. Okay, because a lot of us, we leave it off. We ain't expecting nothing. Turn that receiver on and then dial it in. You got, you got to get turned on and tuned in. I said you got to get turned on and you got to get tuned in. You, you, got, to, you got to be anticipating the voice of God in your life. You know, in John, uh, uh, Jesus was talking about his sheep, and he said, my sheep hear my voice. See, if you are born again, if you are in Christ, you, you, you know, he was referring to you as one of the sheep. You already hear God. You just don't recognize it. He's, I'm telling you, he's already talking to you. you. You just haven't, you just haven't went, oh, wow, that was God. You know, a lot of times, God stands at the door knocking, but there's so much commotion inside the house, we don't hear the knock. So many other voices, so many other noises, so, many, so much other, you know, just clutter, and, and, and we don't hear it. But you know what? If, if we want to hear God, then, then, then we kind of got to, you know, be still. Hold on a minute. You know, sometimes, sometimes you need to separate yourself from your favorite people. Not for a life, for a moment. I got, I got to get away here for a minute. Hey, you want to go to the movies? Can't. Why? Got an appointment. Set an appointment. You know, they that seek me will find me. Just get along with God. Okay, God, this would be your chance to speak. I'm just going to, like, walk along the river or something. I'm just going to listen because he's already talking to you. I'm telling you, he's already, you just take credit for when it works out. But it's him. It's that still, small voice. It's, the, it's, that, it's, it's that inner man talking to you. You know, and, and, and you just, you just got to get quiet for a minute. And, 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 you, and you, you know what? You, you got you to gotta watch your focus. You got you to make sure that you're not focused on the wrong thing. What, what the enemy's really good at is getting you to focus on things that matter to you that five minutes later you realize didn't matter. Cares of this world. I think that's why he said, cast all your cares upon him. Let him care for you. Why? Well, because Mark chapter 4, uh, and remember, this is, this is where the sower sowing the seed. It, it, my gosh, if you ever just want a chapter of the Bible. If, if they ever came to us and said, yeah, okay, we're going to take away all the Bibles, you get one chapter. I'll give you one chapter. I'd highly recommend you take Mark chapter 4 because you could live a victorious Christian life just off of Mark chapter 4. And, and in Mark 4, he said, you know what, uh, these are they which are sown, talking about the seed, the source of the seed, the seed is the word. And this is the word that's sown among the thorns. And these are the ones that hear it, 
Okay, they're hearing it. Like they're hearing the word. You're hearing God. But check this out. Look, look, look at this. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the loss of other things. Everybody say other things. Oh, come on, say other things. You, you know what? You know what the average believer does right here? He he reads the cares of this world and, and the deceitfulness of riches. Yes, let's talk about the deceitfulness of riches. He forgets that, you know, because he thinks he ain't got a money thing. So he goes, deceitfulness of riches. Well, that's not my problem because I'm broke. No, it's the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things. Choke the word. Man, he's speaking, but it, it's choked out. Why? Because we, we don't watch our focus. We, we, we don't maintain our focus. Check this out in Acts chapter 3. Okay, one, one more little story and we're out, okay? Acts chapter 3. Any, anybody been reading in the book of Acts this week? Come on, say, hoo yeah, I've got some men in the book. Okay. Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, beginning at the ninth hour. And when they got there, there was a certain man lame from his mama's womb. And he got carried up there every day, and this is how he's going to make his living. And he finds a, he finds a particular uh, uh, high traffic area. Why? Because he's smart. Okay? He's making his job. This guy ain't no dummy. He's just lame. Okay? And he gets carried there every day, and he's asking alms, alms or financial contributions given to the poor. And he's just asking for finances so that he, he can make his living. And he sees Peter and John about, about to head in, and, and he asks them for alms. Look at the next verse. And, and Peter looks at him, and, and, and he fastens his eyes on him, and, and, and he says, look on us. Check what happens. And he gave heed to them. Now, let me tell you what I honestly believe happened. Because this ain't their first day by. This is their custom to go pray. Hello? Man, they, they do this every day. Where's this guy? Every day. Same place. Same place every day. This day they're walking by. And I, I believe the man of God hears the word of God. Look at us. And the guy changes his focus, expecting to receive something. Man, you know what a lot of us, we come to church, we ain't expecting nothing. We, we just show up, why? Because it's our routine, it's our tradition. Jesus said, the traditions of men have made the word of God of no effect. I don't get nothing out of church. This is a stupid tradition. No, man, I come in here expecting. I got to tell you something. I don't care who's speaking, I'm expecting. And even when I'm speaking, I'm expecting to hear something that I ain't never heard before. You'd be amazed at some of the things that God says I hear him say in my mouth. You know, I tell the guys all the time, oh, my God, you know, I was talking, and this came out, and, and it's been life-changing. But he, he changed his focus, and he expected to receive something. He's got his receiver on. It's on, and he's tuned in, okay? It's turned on, and it's tuned in, and he's sitting, man, that focus shift. 
and, and, and look what Peter said, uh, silver and gold have I not, because my wife carries a checkbook. But <laughs> such as I have, he didn't say such as I can go and get. And I'm telling you right now, he's just flowing in the spirit. He, God just stopped him in his tracks. Look at us. And the guy did. I don't have anything on me right now, but I got something in me. I don't got what you want, brother, but I got what you need. <laughs> what, is a, you know, what does a lame man need? To walk. I might have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. And he says, he gives him a word. He gives him a word from God. And he says, rise up and walk. Oh, my God. Some of you guys have been like, there's areas of your life where you're paralyzed. And God's going to speak. Get up. Change your focus. Get ready to receive. Get up. But you want to know the coolest part? Is look, at, look at the next verse. Look what Peter does. And Peter takes him by the hand. Come on up. Here we are. Yeah, you're right. You're pretty bright. Here we are. Here we are. Woo! Woo! Walking. Yeah, this is my lame buddy. Here's the deal. Here's the deal is that, is that when you respond to the word, not only does the word tell you what to do, but it empowers you to do what you couldn't do before you receive the word. I'm from the country, and I like it that way. Go team. Hey, God wants to speak to you. He wants you to change your focus. Receive. Receive. And, and his word will empower you. And, and look at what look at. And immediately he received strength. That's what Jesus was talking about. That's the strength that God's going to use to develop his church. We're all running around trying to figure out how God's going to build a bigger building. God's going to build a church. Well, he is. It's going to meet in buildings. This ain't the church. You are. You're the church. This ain't the field. This is the locker room. And when you get out on the field and you got your little helmet on, huh? It's called the helmet of salvation. Long before the NFL ever thought of it, God had a communication system in there. It's in the helmet. See, my sheep, my players, my team, hear my voice. Wrong play. What? Wrong play. Okay, what, what do I do? Go, go to the left. That's what Isaiah said. You'll hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk you in it when you turn to the left hand or to the right. He, he, he can, he, what's his word do? Positions you to win and succeed. No matter, what the, no, no matter what the opposing team's doing. 
He's calling the plays. Get your helmet on. I'm tough. I don't need no stinking helmet. And you give up your salvation. He could have saved you. He could have saved you from being broken. He could have saved you from being bruised. He could have saved you from being wounded. When they said those things, when they, did, when they, when, when they hurt you, he could have saved you if you'd been listening to his voice. You might have heard him say something like, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Come on, let that go. Let that go. Because you know, in, a, in an instant, you know, you know there's times when, when Shelby is like my Holy Ghost. And we're in the car. And people honk. I hate that. And she just puts her hand on my leg. And I go. She's my Savior. Actually, I think she's theirs. I don't know what it is. I'm still talking to God because there's like this weird button in, in me that when you honk a horn, you touch my button. I'm coming out the car. But you just, mm, and I'm like, oh, wow. And the same thing that, that would have caused one reaction because I heard something. Avoids it. He could have saved you. He wants to save you. Not just lost people. Born again people. You get saved and then you take your helmet off and polish it. Put it in a glass case and carry it around and show it to everybody. You got a Jesus signature. You're supposed to wear it. You're supposed to get in the game. You're supposed to let him call the play. Well, I want to go that way. Whose team are you on? I'm going to tell you something. There, there are some basic fundamentals. And if you're on his team, you don't call the plays. His way. His way. I don't like that play. God would say, I don't care. Because I know the end. And this is the way to the end. He's giving you the word. Showing you the way. You're going to collide with his will. And his will is good. His will is perfect. You ain't going to miss out. You ain't going to lose. You not only receive his will, but you receive the ability to accept it. He'll empower you. I want you to close your book, and we're going to pray together. Just bow your head. Maybe you're in this room today, and just suddenly you realize, oh, my gosh, I've been calling the plays. I'm doing life my way. We're, got, we're all going to pray together. I, I won't embarrass you. I won't have you stand. But if you're here today and you say, you know what? I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I'm going to let God call the plays. I'm going to let him have control. And I'm going to learn to hear his voice. I'm going to let him direct my way. 
So I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. If that's you, Hall, nobody's looking around. I just want you to hold your hand up so I can agree with you today. Look, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm bringing my life to Jesus and saying, okay, let's see what you got. Make me new from the inside out. Take over, Lord. Thank you. It's awesome. Take over. Start now. I want everybody in this place pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out, Lord. Make me new. Give me vision. Give me peace. Give me the ability, and I will follow you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more big shout, one more big praise.